0: Good morning, family, to our Antioch family, to friends and visitors, in fact, everybody's family who's watching today. We're grateful that you've tuned in for another worship experience. We pray that you were blessed this far. I believe with all my heart there's a word that's going to meet you right where you are. Make sure you grab your Bibles, grab something to write with, something to write on, something to type on as You'll be using this for the days ahead. We're entering today into a series I've been thinking about for some time. Gotten through Holy Week. I pray you were blessed by that. Now we're getting ready to go into a series. We're going to take a deep dive for the next several weeks on a topic I'll share with you in a minute. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful. We're thankful for your goodness, your kindness, your tender mercy. Thank you for loving us fight of us. Now we ask you to give us in-depth insight into your word, in-depth insight into your ways that we'll know how to proceed. Take us from where we are to where you've called us to be and we'll give you glory, honor, and praise. Restore to us the dream that you've deposited. I pray that against all odds your divine purpose through us will manifest In this world, your kingdom come, your will be done here now as it is in heaven on earth. We give you glory for it, honor and praise in Jesus' name, amen. I want you to meet me, if you will, in Genesis, the 37th chapter, Genesis 37. And it reads, Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was born to him in his old age. And he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. But Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf." rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? What, you're better than us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream and this time the sun." And the moon, the 11 stars, were bowing down to me. When he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I, your brothers, actually come and bow down on the ground to you? His brothers were jealous of him, but the father, a little bit more mature, he kept this thing in mind. Now, his brothers had gone to graze their father's flock near Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph, "As you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I'm going to send you to them, very well," Joseph replied. So he said to them, "Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks. And I want you to report back to me what's going out on out there in the field. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around in the field and asked him, what are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they're grazing their flocks? They have moved on from here, the man said. I heard them say, let's go down to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him at a distance, and before he reached them, they plotted with one another to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dream. If I had to put a title on this message, or this series for that matter, I would entitle it Dream Assassin. Your speech for a while will always be beyond your circumstance. And people who are not discerning will ask, why does he act like that? Why does she speak like that? And we're in the same situation. We're all brothers. We're all sons of Jacob. Joseph, you're no different than us. There's nothing special about you. While his speech was beyond his circumstance, his brothers constantly sought. To bring him down because they want to remind him that nothing special about you. Can I speak to someone who's been dreaming about better, been dreaming about more? Life will constantly again pull you down, circumstances come to assassinate the dream make you think that this is beyond you. It's too much. Individuals will come to confirm what you're already insecure about. I'm telling you, God doesn't have that for you. If he had that for you, he'd also have it for me. We're the same. We're all the same brothers. We have the same father. And right now we're in the same field. People who are not discerning will always ask you, who do you think you are? You're walking like you have a billion dollars in the bank, and I saw your checks up. You're talking about things that people with twice your education are not talking about Dream." assassins, listen to their words. They say, as they see Joseph coming up from a distance, they say, here comes the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. A little hate in their voice. Here comes the dreamer who's really a God-given dream. All that Joseph said, declared, would become a reality in his life. But no one could see it because they were judging his station and circumstance and not his potential. It takes eyes that can peer beyond the natural and see destiny to celebrate dreamers. That's why you have to learn to get around other dreamers. They saw him coming and said, here is the dreamer. When he came to them, they plotted before he ever got there to to kill him. Before we get back to that portion of the story, as we start to wrap this thing up, I want to tell somebody, stop it. Stop it. Stop looking for validation or confirmation from those who can't acknowledge your destiny because they're looking for their place in it. We're going to get back to what they did as they looked at Joseph coming from a distance and became instantaneously dream assassins. before we get there, I want to tell someone who has been trying to fit in a circle of dream assassins. <laughs> trying to be accepted by dream assassins. Trying to be loved by dream assassins. Trying to fit in just to be cool so they won't be offended. In this season of your life, you need every bit of faith to step out. You can muster. You don't have time just to be nice and not to hurt anyone's feelings to surround yourself with dream assassins. No, I need to be around dreamers in this season. Stop it. Stop looking for validation. Stop looking for confirmation. Stop looking to fit in with those who cannot acknowledge your destiny. Again, the reason they cannot acknowledge his destiny is because They are looking for their place in it. Wait a minute. If that's your dream, how am I positioned in that? If that's your dream, what does it mean for me? Wait a minute. I'm the eldest brother. How are you dreaming about me in some shape, form, or fashion, serving you. Wait, wait a minute. No, no. If if that's your dream, notice the father. The father doesn't hate him, but the Bible says he rebukes him. A little bit more mature hate. <laughs> he didn't hate him, but a little bit more mature discomfort. Bible says he rebuked him. Stay in your place. Dream. Assassins sometimes come in the form or come with a smile. His father came bearing gifts often to Joseph. His father loved Joseph tremendously, but at this moment when Joseph begins to give a sense of his destiny, his father is unseated by the greatness Joseph is speaking of. His father looks at him and rebukes him for sharing with them what God deposited in his heart. The Bible says his father was a little bit more mature. He kept the thing in mind. Whether it's a father or a brother, here was the challenge. Instead of seeing Joseph's greatness, maybe the move is, listen, hey, Joseph, you're going to be great. We all know you're going to be great. I mean, there are tendencies of greatness in you right now, but just listen, don't play us to the left. Father could have come in and taught him how to temper. Joseph may have had a little swag, a little arrogance with, in sharing his dream with his family. They could have come in and massaged that a bit, but instead, the Bible says the brothers hate him all the more, and the father rebukes him all because they could not see how to develop Joseph for his destiny but considered how Joseph being great would somehow displace them. I wish I had time to talk about the fact that our God is a big God and none of us need a scarcity mentality there's nothing Well, there's a lot of things I can't stand. But one of the things I can't stand is folks with a scarcity mentality, people that feel intimidated by your dream, people that feel intimidated by your ministry, people that feel intimidated by your company, as if because your territory is expanding, that means there's less for them. Because your congregation is growing means that's less members for them. Because your efforts are expanding, it means that there's less For them. If there's anything that will tear apart a family, anything that will tear apart an organization, anything that will tear tear apart the fabric of relational unity in a city amongst pastors or leaders or business owners or even politicians, it is a scarcity mentality. People that are wondering about what their role is in your dream. People who are more concerned about how your expansion will affect them and saying, you go ahead and expand, go ahead and blow up, go ahead and do your thing. I'm cheering for you and celebrating you because I realize that God has enough for all of us. If we run our race and jump in our own lane we'll experience the blessing of the living God. I don't need to tear you down. I don't need to assassinate your dream for my dream to live. My God is big enough and wide enough and abundant enough for your dream to live and for my dream to live for your children's dream to live and for my children's dream to live for your church to thrive and my church to thrive for your campaign to go well and my campaign to go well for you to have education and me to have education and you to have money and me to have some money. We serve an abundant God. The scarcity mentality will cause individuals to attempt to assassinate the dreamer because every time they dream it makes them uncomfortable. And sometimes there's good discomfort, but discomfort should push you into the presence of God and say, God, where's my dream? God, what is my destiny? God, I praise God for them, but what do you have for me? That is what it should prompt you to. But the moment you go from seeking God for your own dream to becoming an assassin, you've stepped out of the realm of the spirit. Some are cool as long as you're speaking the same language and staying equal. But can you walk with me if my dreams are big? Yeah, can can you walk with me if my dreams are big? Can you walk with me if my aspirations are big? Can you walk with me, second part, part B, if my dreams are bigger than yours? It takes a real brother or sister to push you in to greatness, to stand next to you and celebrate your dream, to see you on stage or to see you shine or to see you publicize and feel like it's them right there in the spotlight. That is a real friend. That's a real brother. That's a real sister. That is a dream celebrator. But sadly... Because we have not processed through this, there are dream assassins everywhere. You know you got a good friend when they start saying, even in the hood, often in the hood, you see folks that say, the people they can see something in. Man, what are you doing down here with us? You belong back in class. You belong in school. You, you're not supposed to be over here. Who are the people that don't seek to pull you to where they are but seek to prompt you toward the prophetic possibilities? The folks that come across a job promotion and know that you're better suited than they are. They send you the recommendation so that you can shine as they wait on what God will deliver to them. Where are those folks? Where are the people that helped you start in business and as your business begins to flourish, they don't look and say, wait a minute, do you remember who you are? You're changing they find a way to support, to celebrate you and to drive more people toward your business. You know you're in good company. And People don't seek to pull you down but they promote the dream. They celebrate the dream. When you begin to doubt yourself or to slow down they remind you of the possibility. This disposition, this dreamer disposition will always put you at odds with the crowd. But there are always a few folks that God will reserve who celebrate you along the way. But whether you're celebrated or not, Joseph in the environment that he was in, and we'll talk about this next week, was not celebrated. So God had to uproot him from the environment that he was in To place him in an environment where he would exercise the same skills but be recognized and promoted because of it. But whether people celebrate you or not, you have got to own it. You're different. Yeah, you don't fit. Stop trying to. If not careful, you will think something is wrong with you because you can't find resonance from your brothers, from the crowd, and forget who you are because they demonize your dream and downplay your destiny. Side note, often you find yourself in this place because you assume that you're not as good, that you're not as called, you're not favored, as favored as you think. But really, it's a sign that you are more favored than you realize. When people hate you, They can do a lot of things, but cannot celebrate you. Listen to me. Verse number four says of Joseph's brothers, they hated Joseph and, listen, could not say anything good about him. Listen, they can try to fake it with the fake smile, with the hugs, with the love your brother, love your sister, but notice what people who hate you can rarely do. It said, They hated him and could not say anything good about him. Sometimes you know that you're entertaining a dream assassin. When they smile, laugh, hug, and get up with you, But when it comes to anything about you, or when the spotlight turns to you, they downplay it. They bring up something else. They distract to try to move the spotlight to another place that makes them feel more comfortable. It said they, even if they, it didn't say they didn't say anything good about him. It said, or to him, it said they could not. When people are entertaining jealousy, when people are entertaining hate, when people are intimidated by your dream, they will not point people to the brilliance of the idea, the concept, or the destiny, they'll constantly downplay your dreams. They'll downplay your destiny. They'll downplay your gifts. They'll, where they should be celebrating, they try to act like they didn't even notice. They, They can't help it. Hate makes it difficult for people to say anything good to you or about you to anyone else. They, they'll like everybody's stuff who knows you, and they'll follow you, but you haven't had a like in two years. <laughs> it makes them uncomfortable because when there's hate, when you're a dream, assassin. You can't say anything good or celebrate the person that is in your cross hair. We gotta go. Bible says his brothers saw him coming from a distance looking for him. and Joseph, just as simple as can be, walks up. Have you seen my brothers? He's still optimistic. Even though they're hating him. Even though they're plotting against him. Joseph is not celebrated in his own family. He's rebuked for his dreams. He's hated for his dreams. He evokes jealousy in all of them. But notice how optimistic he stays. He, he doesn't say anything bad about them, but he goes to the man that's at the field and says, hey, have you seen my brothers? I'm looking for my brothers. Still calling them brothers. He didn't describe them looking for these guys. They're my brothers. Where are they? I'm looking for them. Man says, your brothers are down in Dothan. They're down in Dothan, and, and they're grazing there. As Joseph begins to head toward Dothan, his brothers see him coming from a distance. and Before he gets there, they turn to one another, and they start, they start scheming. They start plotting as they see Joseph coming, and they plot to not just assassinate his dream, but now here assassinate the individual To kill him. They they start planning and they start plotting his demise. And he innocently walks up. He hasn't wronged them. He hasn't done anything to them. He's simply somebody with a dream. He's a brother too. But they're plotting now behind his back. If I had time, I would talk to you about how to identify (laughs) dream assassins. You know when you're in the family but not in the conversation. The awkwardness of not being an outsider but not having the full disclosure of an insider either. I was part of a denomination once with some seasoned leaders and often we would show up to the meeting. With a plan or an agenda for the meeting we were all showing up to, and by the time we finished the meeting and wondered what happened, they made me privy of something I didn't know as a young, 19, 20-year-old. They said, um, "Cheney, there. If you come came to the meeting on time, even if you came to the meeting early, you're too late." They said, "There, there's always a meeting before the meeting," and quite honestly, what It gets done in this room, doesn't happen in the room. It is decided in the meeting before the meeting. So if you want to understand what's going on, you're going to have to get to the meeting before the meeting. If you don't get to the meeting before the meeting, when you walk into this boardroom, you you will be on the menu. You've got to get to the meeting before the meeting to understand what's happening in the meeting or to get things moved in the meeting. The meeting before the meeting. Joseph's brothers... (laughs) as he was coming up, had a meeting before the meeting. All right, Joe. when Joseph gets here, here's what we're going to do. There's all kinds of alignment and synchronicity that, that you miss. Because there was a meeting before the meeting, here's how you know you're surrounded by dream assassins. When there is a meeting Before the meeting, when you get up and wonder if they're going to talk about you after you leave, there's been a meeting before the meeting, and you're probably surrounded by dream assassins. When you're smart and don't get what's going on regularly in the room, that means there was a meeting before the meeting. When it's something that's slightly funny at your expense, but everyone jumps in like it's death comedy jam. If you don't know that, Google it later. There was a meeting before the meeting. When people that rocked with you celebrate one another but downplay your victories. there was a meeting before the meeting. We got to go, y'all. But but I want to give you some encouragement as you're seeking to, to live out your dreams and you're seeking to reclaim the things that God, put in your heart. You're looking to to think outside of your context, to think outside of your family structure, to think outside of the possibilities you've seen, to think outside of your city and outside of your state, for some outside of your nation, as you begin to dream again. There will be dream assassins that often have a meeting before the meeting, a cohort Absent of you. You can spend your entire life trying to break in. You can spend your entire life trying to be liked. You can spend your entire life trying to be accepted by individuals who are on assignment to clip your wings that you cannot fly to altitudes they're not capable of going. Or you can realize that even though there was a meeting before the meeting, what they don't know is that there was a meeting before their meeting. God, I wish I had time to work this. As Joseph is coming and they have their little sidebar, their little click meeting before he gets there. What they don't realize is there was a meeting before their meeting. Before they ever got together and decided what they would do against Joseph, There was a meeting before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. Before God ever spoke anything into existence, there was a meeting before the meeting. Romans tells us that those he foreknew, that means he knew us before anything was. He predestined. That means he destined us to go to where we were called to go before we ever got here. Before their little sidebar on the human plane, there was a meeting before their pre-meeting it was a meeting that took place before the heavenly host it was a meeting that took place in the mind of the lord there was a meeting that determined what my destiny would be and what your destiny would be and how no one would be able to stop no matter how they plot no matter how they hate no matter how they manipulate against you no one would be able to stop your progress. They can temporarily alter things, but they cannot keep you from your ultimate destination because there was a meeting before their meeting. Before their meeting, God was conspiring uh, before your conspirators. Before their meeting, he was plotting before your haters. He was scheming before your enemies and declared that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. Yeah. I have a God. Thank God that met and determined who I would become. He declares that the dream will live. It's the God that still declares no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. It's the God that causes all things to work together for the good of them that love the Lord or the called according to his purpose. It is the God that took Joseph ultimately to the palace. After he was thrown in the pit, after he was sold to slavery at Potiphar's house, after they demoted him, even in righteousness to prison, they could not stop the ultimate destination and that was that He would ultimately live out the dream in the palace of Pharaoh. He would govern the entire land because God ordained it. It was all said and done, and we'll get to this in weeks to come. He was able with maturity to declare what they meant for my evil. God turned around for my good. And that's what I want to declare to everyone that's still holding on to a dream. There may be assassins, those who would seek to short-circuit your destiny. While your steps may be delayed and the process may be protracted, you They be there longer than you expected, but you serve the God that will deliver you to his desired end. And when it's all said and done, we serve a God that is so redemptive and does such a work in our hearts that even those who sought to kill the dream, we see as those who helped accelerate us to God's purposes. If Joseph's brothers never threw him into a pit and sold him into slavery, he would have never been a ruler in Pharaoh's palace. I know you're in the middle of the battle. I know you're trying to reclaim your dream. I know you're fighting against dream assassins, but I'm here to declare to you that it's not over. God will deliver you to his desired destination. And when you get there there'll be such a work done in your heart that you'll be able to forgive and not only forgive to provide for those that left you for dead. Yeah. Yeah. The one that they couldn't stand became the one that brought or sustained life for an entire household. When God brings it full circle, dreamer, you'll be able to look at it all, take it in a stride, and say, wow, you may have meant this, my brother, my sister, for evil. God has turned it around for good, and through it has preserved many lives. Yeah, that's when you know you're mature. When you can... Thank God for your trials when you can smile at your difficulty and bless those with a pure heart who attempted to assassinate your dream. One thing that will keep you going as they attempt to assassinate your dream with you and your dream in their crosshair. You remember that God is raising me up not only to preserve me, he's bringing me to a place of stature, he's causing my dreams to be realized, not so I could floss on them, look down at them, not so that I could throw my hands up and say, look at me now, but so that I can be a blessing not only them, but everyone connected to me, and so Father, I thank you for every dream. More specifically, I thank you for every dreamer. I pray for the recovery of the divine seed placed in their heart, the prophetic possibilities, the snapshot that you gave them, the sense of greatness that has been buried, discouraged, shelled. I pray, Lord, that you would not only restore the dream, but that you would call the manifestation of everything that you've put in our heart. We'll give you glory for it. Honor and praise. In Jesus' name. All those who agree, let me hear you say, amen. Now listen, make sure you are here next week. I'm not going to preach as long. That was just to lay the groundwork for the series, Dream Assassin, that's coming your way. Make sure you're here next week. Also, if you don't have a church family, church home, and you want to make Antioch your family, listen, you're already halfway there, just so that we can ensure that we connect with you and let you know about upcoming events, connection points, and live services. We want you to click on that link if you would like to make Antioch your church family, your church home. Click on that link. I believe it's yellow or orange, depending on where you're watching us. And fill out the card information there. We're not going to harass you, but we're going to follow up with you and make sure we get you connected to the family. Secondly, if you have never made Christ the Lord, the Savior of your life, and you want to make that decision today, you want to know more about what it means experience the life change we ourselves have experienced, it came to the person of Jesus Christ. The greatest decision I've ever made. If you want to know more, I want you to click that link as well. We have people standing by not only share his faith with you, to share our relationship with Christ, with you, and what he did to secure not only our salvation, but our life and our abundant life. Then finally, if you need prayer, have a prayer request, make sure you click on that link, fill out the information, send us those prayer requests as we have people praying seven days a week for everything you may be facing, everything that you go through. If if we've prayed for you, please let us know that that, uh, God is moving on your behalf. So until next week, God, we thank you for being the love in every believing heart, the peace in every believing mind, the breath in every believing spirit, the life in every believing soul, and we say in the saving grace of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of his precious Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide, now, henceforth, and forever. As we're becoming more like Christ, and our environments are becoming more like him. As we continue to dream. It will matter that we live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I bless you. Go in peace.